Jesus not only loved, but he liked children. Mm -hmm. No matter how tired, under how much pressure, or how much was facing him, he never rejected children. This particular passage that we read, and it is recorded in variants in all three of the synoptic gospels, Jesus is on his way to the cross. And you know anybody that's on his way to die has many, many things on his mind. He's preoccupied. The disciples thought that they were helping Jesus, who might have been a little cross himself at this time in history. They tried to protect him from overzealous parents who wanted a blessing for their children. And Jesus rebuked the disciples, and he said, Let the children come to me, hinder them not. Jesus liked and loved children. I think he did this for two reasons. One, though he was himself God incarnate, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, Jesus nevertheless was always just a big boy. A boy who grew to manhood with a child's heart. And also Jesus knew that if anybody was going to find the secret to living, if he was going to enter into that strange, mysterious, complete land known as the kingdom of God, he could do so only with the credentials of a child. He becomes not childish, but childlike. And as Jesus said, unless you turn and become as little children, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Our Lord honestly believed that unless you had a passport of childhood, you can't enter into the meaning of life or even the eternal reward in heaven. This is our passport for the kingdom. Now, you all know what a passport is. Maybe you, some or you younger ones don't know it, but it's a collection of papers on which there is data, on which there is information about your person, accompanied by a photograph that is always never doing justice to the person, but these are all stapled together in a binder. These are stamped by the authorities, and this serves as your passport as you pass from port to port. Legally, you cannot get into another country or another kingdom without a passport. But with that passport, you carry with it all of the authority of the land from which you come. And you're supposed to be able to gain entrance into other lands, nations, and kingdoms. Now you see the similarity. Jesus is saying that unless we have the passport of a child, unless we are pictured as a child, unless we have childlike qualities within us, no matter what our age, we'll never enter into the kingdom of God. Now, this is just another way of saying that Jesus is trying to tell us that if we're going to find the secret to life, if we're going to find all of the fruit that God expects us to pick here on this earth and to be a part of the rich kingdom which shall never end, we must first of all have the quality of humility. 
Now, it's hard to believe, looking at you angelic young people, but the fact still remains that there is absolutely no one who is as humble as a little child. Unless the child is tremendously precocious or is an exhibitionist, and that usually comes from the result of poor parental training. A child does not seek for center stage. He does not seek for the limelight. He rather tries to hide in obscurity, at least behind his mother's dress or behind his father's pant leg. Occasionally some of you bring your children into the church office. We try to be friendly and frank, and the poor little ones can't even look us in the eye, and they're hanging on for dear life to you out of a complete sense of humility. No one is more humble than a little child, and it is only when, as little children, we grow into maturity and become introduced into the competitive struggles of life with all of their fierce battles and their scramble for all sorts of prizes that we lose this instinctive quality that each one of us is born with. And that is not to seek the limelight, be quiet, not to be seen or heard, but merely to be hid in the comfort and the joy of love. And what Jesus is saying is you've, you've got to get this quality back if ever you are going to enter into the kingdom of God. And another quality that he would have us to know is that of honesty. There is no one as honest as a child, as many of you have found out, embarrassingly. There isn't an adult here who has not had his secrets revealed to all of the neighborhood by some child out of a sense of honesty telling things that were never intended to get out of the confines and intimacy of the home. The child sometimes too darn frank and honest a wonderful thing about childhood and that's what Jesus is after in all of us I read not too long ago about a woman who had not the opportunity for what we call in our profession by its initials PHB PV PHB PV preparing the house before the preachers visit uh -huh, you know what I'm talking about Andy, when you retire at the end of next month or the end of August, I think you ought to write a book on PHBPV. I'm sure after 48 years in the ministry and thousands and thousands of pastoral calls, you could write a wonderful book of the experiences, most of them humorous, that you have had in homes where the people have not prepared the house before the preacher's visit. Just don't write them about the Bakerstown congregation, write them about your other pastorates. But this particular woman had not the opportunity to prepare her home for the preacher. Whenever she knew the preacher was coming, she'd always get the Bible and open it up on the coffee table and put some of the other religious replicas about. Some of the things you people do. She had not this opportunity, and lo and behold, the knock came at the door, and it was the preacher, and she was very much embarrassed and under pressure. Suddenly her little child, practicing his intuitive honesty, came and said hello to the preacher, and 
The woman thought he might be able to help. She said, now, Johnny, you, you go upstairs and you get that book that rests on the table beside the bed. And, and Johnny tilted his head t 10 degrees, indicating to everybody he didn't have the slightest idea of what she was talking about. The mother continued on, insisting and under pressure, you know, Johnny, that, that, that big book that your father and I read from every night. Go get it and bring it down. And in a few minutes, yes, it happened. Little Johnny appeared in the threshold, very much to the chagrin of the mother and the amusement of the pastor, for there he stood under his arm with the Sears and Roebuck catalog. <laughs> Honesty. Where did we lose it? We were born with it. Dishonesty is something that has to be taught. It doesn't come to us by nature. Where did we lose it? A child never loses it. It's taken away from him by parents who somehow when they were children had honesty taken away from them. We've got to recapture it, says Jesus, if ever we're to enter into the kingdom of God. We've got to become like a little child, honest. Know how we need it today. Trusting? No one is more trusting than a little child. We see this in three different ramifications of trust. One, by a way the child accepts authority. Every child accepts and expects authority. There's absolutely nothing that father and mother cannot tell him, and they're always right. They know everything. I imagine more than one of us has gotten into a fight as a little child with another child because our father's honor or intelligence was questioned. I think one of the saddest moments that we have in life, and thank God most of us can't remember those moments, is when we have to come to the startling realization that mother and father have feet of clay. That's tough on a kid. And it's not because he wants to live in a dream world, it's because he trusts. He trusts you, mother and father. A child who does not accept authority, we're now learning from the psychiatrist, has problems later on in life. And poor child, when he grows to be a man or a woman, he has problems simply because a parent has refused, for some reason or another, to accept that position of authority. And when children do not have this need fulfilled by people who express authority in love, they grow up, not being rebellious necessarily so, but knowing not how to trust. Because that's how we begin to trust, by finding acceptance of authority from mother and father. You can see it in a child. He wants it, he expects it, and he needs it. And from that seed comes the blossom of trust that he can have later on in life 
We see it in another ramification when a child expresses dependence. Yes, a child is not independent, nor does he ever think of going it alone. When you people take some of these young people and their younger brothers and sisters down to the Burger King or someplace else, they don't check first to see if they have their wallet. Many of you wish they did and pay for their own. But no, they don't. You see, they know trustingly that the love of father and mother will take care of them when you go away on your trip this summer. They won't pack the suitcases. They know you'll take care of that. And that is a sign of their trust. You can take a little child by the hand if you love him or her and she or he knows it. And you can lead him anywhere or her anywhere. That's a sign of trust. You kids, when you went to camp, you weren't afraid that the house and the parents would move away, would you? No. They were here when you come back and you knew it all a while because you trust. You see? Trust is seen also in the confidence that we give to other people, do you realize that a little child never expects anybody to be a bad person? Nobody. Regardless of race, color, creed, education, lack of or amount of, a little child, if he or she likes you, will put confidence in you. But because some people do not warrant that trust. It's a very sad day when we have to begin to teach our children for their own safety and protection not to talk to everybody, not to accept candy from a stranger. We begin to make them suspicious when we tell them that there are some people you cannot have confidence in life. But until you, you see, regain this trust, this trust where you can accept authority from the Father in heaven and from those who are over you, when you can begin again not to lead independent lives, but dependent lives upon other people, and when you begin to put confidence again in people, that's when you're standing on the verge of entering the kingdom of God. And without that childlike quality, you don't have a passport. And you don't have it when you don't have that sense of wonder within you. That's the great thing about a little child. You can take an old shoe box or an old shoe or a bottle or a tin can and he can dream dreams. He can imagine. He can envision. He thinks of himself as a captain of a ship, a king of an empire, an all-American football player or somebody who does something wonderful in the world. Thank God for children of wonder. One was traveling on a train with her little four-year-old daughter, and the other people were gathered around, and, and the little girl was saying, Look, Mother, a cow, a horse, a house, a field, flowers. The poor mother was embarrassed, and she had to apologetically say to the traveling companions, oh, I, I'm sorry, but you see, my little girl still thinks everything is wonderful. Today I travel around the world and I see eyes that are despondent, faces that read nothing but of tiredness.
boy, am I meeting a lot of people who are tired. No twinkle in the eye, no, no, no joy in the step, no excitement that things are going to happen. A little child doesn't think that way. There are many little children back in our church school department that are just now waiting for some wonderful thing that's going to happen today. <laughs> oh boy, you have to have that if you're ever going to enter into the kingdom of God. Oh, and we could go on. There are other qualities of childhood that go into the passport. Forgiveness. Child, you know, has a short memory. Love, and we can go on and go on. But my, my job is not only to tell you what is in a passport, but how you can get it. That's the business that we are in here, trying to help people to tell them how they can get to the kingdom of God. And it's just like when you go down here to the State Department. You have to go to the State Department if you're going to get a passport. To the kingdom of God, you have to go someplace. You have to desire to do something. Do you realize there's some people who go through this life who never have that experience of going to get a passport. And the reason is they don't want to go anywhere. They really have no desire to find some new country and enjoy some wonderful new experiences. They're very content to stay just where they are. And they go throughout all of life with no sense of wonder, no need for humility, not wanting to trust. And being people who miss the joy of living. So first of all, you, 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 you really must want a passport. And you have to apply for it yourself, as you know, you can't get a passport for somebody else. It's your picture that has to go in your passport. You have to give the information. You must see, receive on that passport the stamp of authority. It's the same way in the kingdom. Nobody can do it for you. No matter how old you are, you must first want the passport, and secondly, you must ask for it. And then you know they run out. They need renewed from time to time, and sometimes you have to reapply. And it's the same way in the kingdom of God. There are times when you have to renew this passport which you've been given at one time or you have to ask for it anew. And I've been felt, or I have felt through the preparing of this sermon, yesterday afternoon especially, and through this morning in my meditation and thought, that just maybe there are some people here today who are listening over the radio who because perhaps of the memories of what home used to be looking like and feeling like, as we think about our fathers, as we suddenly realize that we're missing much in life, that in our sophistication we have forgotten to be little children. And today you would like to make application for that passport to the kingdom, or if you have one, You'd like to renew it because there are some things in your life that are maybe are big and great, but they bring not 
the qualities of childhood. Now, if someone is here, and I know some of you people at camp have been doing a lot of thinking as the Spirit has been moving in your lives this past week. No matter what your age, if today you would like to ask for this passport, which has been stamped by the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, please remain for a few minutes after. Mr. Bruder and I would like to talk with you. If some of you in this day, when we realize our nation is a little sick, we need a renewal of honesty and trust and of humility. Please stay. This day when again you can dream about becoming somebody and you want to fulfill that dream, that sense of wonder, please stay. We'll be right up here afterwards. Because what's this nation and what this world and what our homes need more than anything else. It's for children of all ages. For a little child shall lead them. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, you've blessed us and you've given us the opportunity to be children of light. If you are working in our midst, Father, Help us to have the courage of a little child. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of his Holy Spirit be and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen.